Hi everyone, it's Johanna with Access Promotions and I'm with Mark Graham with Common Skew. And today we're doing a really fun episode. We are reconnecting with three ladies we spoke with last year, about a year ago. We did a fun series called Newbies and Vets. And we talked to three women on these podcasts with some vets in our industry. And at that point in time, they had been pretty new to the industry. It was really fun to hear their perspective. And none of us could have predicted the year ahead with any of them and with any of us. And so we thought it'd be fun to reconnect with them on a call together. So today we have Melanie Dwyer-Joyce with Right Sleeve. We have Krista Franchuk with The Promo Addict and Laura Gibson with Brand Fuel. And now they've been in the industry for about a year. And what a year it's been. So ladies, thank you for joining us today. Thanks so much for having us. Happy to be here. So happy to be here. Awesome. So we'll jump right in. You know, it's been a fast forward edition of industry experience during a pandemic. Tell us how your training was going pre-pandemic and what the last four months has been like. And Laura, we can start with you. Yeah, I think I spoke with you all probably one month in to my fantastic life in the promo business. And quarantine hit exactly on my one-year anniversary, March 18th. And that's when they told us we had to start working from home. So pre-quarantine, I was just settling in and I started to feel like settling in and things were just starting to look up. And I tell you what, I feel like I've now been in here for years because my time... (laughs) Concept of time is now just a thing of the past, you know. Someone that I work with, shout out to Linnell, she says that we don't think of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It's today, yesterday, and tomorrow. That's all we can think of. So, yeah, it's definitely a new normal that we talk of. So, it's been interesting, but it's definitely an eye opening experience. So, it's been a great first year and into the second year now. Awesome. Krista, how about you? I guess my experience has kind of been really similar to Laura's. I just kind of passed my one-year mark when pandemic hit and our world was flipped upside down. And I'm so grateful that I was that kind of full year experience under the belt because I couldn't imagine being at that really newbie stage and having to work from an isolated corner in my home versus next to the veterans in my office. I had gotten so used to, you know, when I had a question, I had somebody right there that I could ask, you know, where would you find this product? I need a suggestion for this customer. And all the answers were at my fingertips. And now I'm stuck at home having to find all those answers myself. And I'm just really grateful that I had that really kind of quality first year of having the supports that I did so that I could manage through this pandemic in sort of isolation. We've done a good job in our office of staying connected through, you know, calls and whatnot, but it is very different being home and having to find all your answers on your own versus just having somebody right there helping you out. So yeah, grateful that I had that first year for sure. You mean when you like look up and just yell, who was the vendor that came in (laughs) with the spec samples? (laughs) Exactly. Or, Or I know we did this a few months ago. Who was that? And has anybody you know, seen one of these lately? Where do I start looking? And you know, now it's a little bit more of a scavenger hunt because you, you don't have those resources yeah. right there. But 
but that's okay because we have a little more time too. You know, like when we have customers that are looking for products, they don't really have the timelines that they did before. You know, it's kind of more into the future, not I need it yesterday. That's true. Melanie, how about you? Yeah, it seems like we're all very much on the same page with the similar experiences. My one year anniversary was at the beginning of April. The pandemic sort of started to hit us hard just before then, but things were going really well. As I said in the last podcast, my background set me up really well for this because I was working for a fast fashion retailer and my specialty was graphic tees. So coming to Right Sleeve and a lot of what we do is not graphic tees as well as other branded items, of course. So it was just really funny to see that cross section and I really fell into it and Common Scheme made it so easy because I would use Common Scheme University and be able to teach myself and our office culture is really great, but we're all in an open office environment where my team would always have suggestions and be able to help me out and same sort of thing. I'm like, who was that person that came in? Or, oh, what should I do for this person? And that there would always be people surrounding me that would be helpful. And I was really starting to get comfortable in my role, like around the holidays and even attended the PPI Expo in Vegas and was just really getting immersed into the world of promo. And then we get back from Vegas and there was just like, this very clear and fast shift where we're all like so worried about the supply chain. We're not sure if things are going to be shipping from China. And then suddenly we're all like, okay, we have to work from home now. And it's been a really interesting adjustment because like everyone's been saying, you don't have your team there to help you. You have to really become like more resilient and a problem solver on your own. It's been very interesting, but I'm really glad that the past year really set me up for success so that I'm able to still do a good job in this new environment that we're in. Yeah, I mean, listen, Mark and I are probably could call ourselves vets and it's been quite the experience for us as well. I, I can't speak for Mark, but just how much we've learned so quickly and it really is a testament to the companies that you're working for and, and the way that they've probably led and been really good leaders through this. I'm sure you felt supported even though you're not with maybe your immediate manager all day, every day. I know with Axis, I feel we, from the start, really did a good job of making employees still feel, you know, safe and protected and together and, you know, lots of Zoom calls and happy hours and self-promos at home. We got masked last week. So there's been so many little touch points along the way that have felt like we're still working for a company, not just working for ourselves, even though we're hiding in our basements from our kids sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, good testament to the companies that you're working for and how they've trained you. One observation that I made in listening to each of your answers is think about how nice it was to at least have had one year of normal times before, you know, the proverbial, you know what, hit the fan in March. We actually had a couple of colleagues at CommonSkew that we hired literally about four to six weeks before COVID. And I think about their experiences, and they're still with us and doing a fantastic job, but I think about their experiences coming into this industry, being super excited in February, and then all of a sudden in March, they're being told they have to work from home. They're still trying to figure out what this industry is all about. They're still trying to figure out the relationships they have with colleagues, and they didn't have that year in advance. So I think that's really interesting to see how that set you up for such success and how it is that you're really thriving during this pretty difficult time. Mm -hmm. So I've got a question, and I'd like to ask the three of you, 
What's the most interesting thing you've learned about this industry over the last four months as COVID has presented all these challenges to us? Why don't we start with you, Laura? I know when I think on this is how much there are still opportunities and how much people are still out there wanting to buy, you know, swag, branded merchandise, what have you. The opportunities are still out there. We have a team up in Boston who is just growing exponentially. And last week we received great news from them and how well they're doing. And it just is so uplifting for other teams around our company to see that. And even now, my own team that I'm on, we're picking up and today and yesterday has just been so hectic. And at the start of working from home, I was working to get my CAS and I was chugging along. And I'm proud to say that that has come to a grinding halt because I'm getting busy again. So the work is out there and it's picking up. And as society molds and reacts and evolves to what's going on, so does this industry. And it's amazing what this industry does and what it's capable of and how it perseveres. So it's been remarkable. And it's so crazy that I'll look back on this, maybe hopefully in 20 years from now, I'll still be here and we'll be having this conversation. And You'll say, gosh, Laura, you're still here. And I'll say, remember that? <laughs> and we'll be talking about where we're at. But it's crazy that people still need their branded merchandise, and I'm glad they do. So yeah. that's, I guess, been the biggest eye opener is how much, you know, that people still need. Yeah. Well, in 20 years, Laura, we'll rope you into being one of the vets on yeah. uh, you know, the podcast if we're still doing it then. <laughs> Hopefully you'll <I'll, laughs> ask me by then. <laughs> Absolutely. It would be an honor. How about you, Krista? You know, I guess very similar response to what Laura said there is that there is so many opportunities that look a little different maybe than what they did four months yeah. ago, but those opportunities continue to be there. And, you know, we had to get a little bit creative through this time and kind of look at what people need versus what they want right now. You know, it's not necessarily about their branded drinkware and apparel, but, you know, we had to make a shift to branded face masks and looking at what those needs were for people in this moment. And those needs continued to be there. And that even as people were dealing with a pandemic, there were still people that were very proud of their brand and wanted to continue to put that brand on their products. And I looked at this industry when I first started as just kind of like those branded throwaway items that people get at conferences. And what I've learned over the last year, it's not about those branded throwaway items. It's about people's pride in their brand and how they want to put those on quality items and everything and anything they can think of. And we have put people's brands on anything and everything that we can think of. And through this pandemic, it really had to be about getting creative about where people put those brands over the last year, I've seen customers come in and want their brands on, you know, everything from a t-shirt and a pen, like your typical branded items to we've put people's brands on barbecues, you know, like what are they using? They're at home. They want to see their brands in their new workspace too. So yeah, it's just, it's, it's very interesting that those opportunities are still there and just, you ought to be flexible and kind of see where people are now versus where they were four months ago. And I bet Russell has bought a barbecue with either his face on it or a Promo Addicts logo on it, I'm sure. 
Have you seen his Instagram lately with his barbecues? Oh, he's obsessed. Yeah, no, he's a special guy. (laughs) How about you, Mel? My observations are really similar to Laura and Krista. It's been really interesting to see how our clients' needs have really changed and how we, as well as our suppliers, have also pivoted to be able to accommodate those changes. If you recall back in February, March, the only thing people were asking for, it seemed, was hand sanitizer. It was like the fidget spinner of 2020 and all of our clients wanted it, but we couldn't give it to them because our suppliers were fresh out and they're like, you know, we'll have it in June. So it really coincided with all the events eventually getting canceled. And then our clients saying, oh, you know, we we don't need anything. We're going to wait until this blows over. And then as the weeks went by, like there were those really like slow, eerie weeks for like, you know, like three or five weeks or so where our clients just didn't really know what to do. And our suppliers were like, well, what can we do? And you saw them really jump at the opportunity to be able to help with creating PPE, especially with masks was the first thing to do. Like any of our apparel or soft material suppliers were like, we'll, we'll help make masks. Let's do this. I think it was Numo was the first one who really jumped out and was like, this is what we're doing. We want to help. And then it's been really nice to see clients slowly adjust their mindset and they're like, okay, well, what can we do to like make our staff feel appreciated? I mean, we probably all have clients that, you know, they've had budget cuts, they've had to do layoffs, but they want to make their staff still feel special. So they're sending those work from home kits, those PPE kits. They're already talking to us about holiday gifts. And they're like, you know what, we've upped our budget for holiday gifts because it's been a hard time. Everyone's at home. We want to make everyone feel special and appreciated because it's like such a hard time. So it's been really nice to see how it's a really difficult space to be in right now, but people are adjusting and pivoting and seeing what they can do to make things better, if that makes sense. So our suppliers are just making good changes so that they can make PPE fun. You know what I mean? And and our clients are like, we want to make sure that our staff feels appreciated. So we want to give them those fun branded things and send them a kit at home and That's been the biggest thing is basically for us, we were like, okay, we have these needs, we have the product. Now we need to drop ship it to 150 different locations. And, you know, that's a whole different territory because often we weren't doing that drop shipping. So it's been a really interesting learning process. Yeah, Melanie, I think you made a good point there. I mean, unfortunately, there have been some like eerie times, you know, again, personally and professionally, just a lot of unknowns. I keep on saying my world is a big, I don't know right now. There's so many, you know, whether it's for going back to school or winter or going back to work, there's so many, I don't knows. How do you feel you've been able to like stay motivated during this time? And we can start with you, Melanie. Partly what was keeping me motivated is actually seeing people making these adjustments and trying to change. And at Right Sleeve, we had to make the same adjustments. When it was really slow, we're like, what can we do to motivate people to help. And we started a program called Make Goods. And the idea was that we would be highlighting products from different suppliers of ours that do good, whether it's giving back to a community or it's a fully sustainable product option. And if a client were to buy those for their staff as like a giving back to the staff, we would then donate 10% of proceeds to either a charity of their choice or one of the ones that we highlighted. 
So we were highlighting World Wildlife Fund Canada, Masking Together, Building Roots and Black Women in Motion. And the response to that was really great because some people didn't have the budget, but they were like, we love what you're doing. Are you going to be doing this for a while? Because like once we start seeing things get back to normal and we're able to readjust our budgets, we really would love to be able to buy this lovely canvas bag that's handmade in Chicago by women who are underprivileged and then be able to give back to World Wildlife Canada. And we're going to be giving this stuff to our staff and with different ways to adjust and make people feel good about things. And it's a little bit of a glimmer of light in a dark time. And that really helped me stay motivated. It was definitely like a passion project for me and my colleague, Jen, who went before I even started, we talked about doing a project like this. So it was actually interesting that we were actually finally given the opportunity to research and put something together. And my team, along with like the marketing team, we threw it together in a matter of weeks and we've had a really good response to it. So that's been nice and really motivating for us. That's awesome. It always feels good to make other people feel good. It sounds like something you took the lead on, which is nice too, after a year in to sort of feel like you can own your own project. Exactly. Krista, how about you? Okay. Well, first of all, I just want to say, Melanie, I think that's awesome. And I'm totally going to make notes about some of those things and see if there's a way that we can do something similar in our office. For myself, I guess, through the last four months, like staying motivated, it was more about just like staying afloat, I think, like with the, you know, kids at home and me at home and my husband at home. And I don't know that I really had a chance to get unmotivated because you just kind of keep going. Like if the wheel stopped spinning, I was afraid I would drown kind of thing. But now as we started to see um, more businesses reopen and more of our customers start to pick up a little bit, those kind of little wins and seeing those little orders come in and, you know, just even like customers that we hadn't heard from in a while contacting us to be like, hey, we've got this project coming up in a few months and kind of just taking all of those little kind of things that felt we wouldn't notice them four months ago. It was just kind of the daily. And now it's like, I notice when it's like, oh my gosh, I haven't heard from this customer in the last four months. And now they're getting in touch with us. And that's really acknowledging those little wins and trying to use those little wins to kind of motivate and push us to the next one. Yeah, I guess I guess just kind of celebrating every win instead of just the big wins. Yeah, that's a good call. I do think a lot of people in our industry have become a little bit more grateful for some things that they may have taken for granted. As a whole, I think our society is taking a lot less for granted these days. But I know there was like a joke that, you know, you're like dying for a koozie order right now. (laughs) (laughs) At one point, it felt like your survival was PPE and masks, which is great. And I think in some ways, I'm super grateful that our industry has been able to provide those things for the mass public. But man, I want to place a t-shirt order. (laughs) So yeah, I I agree with you. We are all a little bit more grateful. Laura, how about you? I have to agree with Melanie and Krista. Krista, I just told someone today, man, it's so great to hear from you. And I've been saying that, you know, more and more. I've seen, you know, more back to school ordering and less hand sanitizer orders and quote requests for that. So I will say a big shout out to my brand fuel management team and owners. They send daily email updates and our beloved memes, daily memes of the day and quality of memes. I have to say in that it's the little things that is done throughout the quarantine that has gotten through our whole team and 
Danny Rosen has tagged the quarantine building activities, you know, from Zoom meetings to Zoom happy hours that we've done throughout the whole thing. And it's crazy that it's almost the end of July and that this has been happening. And Brand Fuel has actually slowly gone back to part-time office work. We're on A shift, B shift time where some of us are in the office, you know, some of us are working from home all while maintaining proper social distancing. We wear masks in the office if we're out moving about type of thing. But, you know, motivation, it's been an open door policy with our team that if you need to reach out and talk to someone, if you're feeling down or you need to talk, that you can reach out and talk to it, which has been really great. And I think what's gotten through us this whole time is that we haven't felt alone. And that's been great. And even talking with our customers, talking to them on the phone and you hear a dog bark in the background and, you know, you get to talk, you know, you have a dog, that sort of thing. And that leads to a conversation and you get to know them a little more that you wouldn't have had if you were in the office, just emailing back and forth sort of thing. So it may be a terrible time, but you're also building these personal relationships that you may not have built had it never have happened. So you've learned some things and for that, we should be grateful. I was just on a call yesterday and someone's dog like, <laughs> and I, we all sort of laughed. I'm like, you know, you don't have to apologize anymore. That's like out the window. There's no need to apologize when a dog yeah. barks or a baby cries. Meanwhile, I know in the beginning of the pandemic, there was that viral video of the news anchor with his child that came on. Yeah. And yeah, this has happened to me twice. Once during a webinar, my daughter walked in and was fully crying and I was presenting. And she did it again the other day where at this point, I don't want, can't even get mad at my husband. It's like... <laughs> the client was really nice about it. She had a kid in the background too. And we were able to laugh more than get stressed out. So Yeah. It's funny. It's almost the thing that probably helped you seal the deal, Joe. So maybe you should bring her in more often. <laughs> oh my goodness. I like have a stash of lollipops in my office just to like get her to leave. <laughs> yeah, I know. Isn't it awesome with all the kids at home? It's just such a gong show. More human too, you know, instead of just like, oh, this name on an email on the other end that's trying to sell me something or something yeah. like that, then you just say like, oh, like, this is your life. Like, this is who you are. Interesting. And, you know, we're, we're all human. We all have dogs barking in the background and yeah. people showing up in the background of our meetings. So it's just, it's, it's kind of funny and a bit of a comedic relief in the midst of everything. Yeah. It's so encouraging also to hear each of your responses that now we're at four or so months into this. and we're starting to get back to some semblance of normal. I mean, your comment, Laura, about the folks at Brand Fuel coming back into the office. Yes, you're making sure that you're adhering to all the best practices around social distancing and masking yeah. and reducing the number of people in the office. But the reality is you're starting to get back to the office, which was not the case a few months ago. I've certainly heard stories about people are now going out on sales calls and they're socially distanced and through masks. And that may be a little bit weird, but the fact that we're adjusting as an industry and as a society and respecting this is encouraging. So I love hearing that from your perspective as people that are relatively new to the industry. So good on you. Yeah. I've got one more question I'd love to ask you. What advice do you have for future newbies at each of your companies now that you're no longer quite so new? Why don't we start with you, Mel? 
what advice would you have for future folks at Rights Leave? Well, hopefully their future will be in the office <laughs> if we're coming to Rights Leave because uh, I would definitely say one of the, the best parts about working at Rights Leave is the office culture, the way that we all work together as a team and collaborate and get creative and also like, you know, we're social and we socialize and it's fun. But I would definitely hope that they'd be able to come into the office to meet everyone. And if not, then I would encourage them to still try to connect with everyone socially online once they're welcome to the team. But I think that my best advice would be, I feel the most proud after a project is completed when it's something that I was a bit more creative with and more thinking outside of the box instead of just being like, oh, they asked for this. I did it. It looks cool, whatever. And like, it's one of them like, oh, like, I love that idea, but why don't we do this? And like, you know, it's a little bit more work maybe. And it gets a little bit complicated, but then once it's done, it's done, you feel so much more relieved and also proud of what you created. And that really motivates you to like work on the next project and keep going, you know, because if you're not getting motivated, especially right now, it's so hard to really keep those creative juices flowing. I love sending like a spec sample to a client. When you're selling them an idea, they're like, I don't know, like, what is that? And then you send it to them and like, there's this now gift coming to their door because everyone right now loves mail coming. So then they're so happy. And I think that definitely I would say the best way to build a relationship with your client too is by giving them those out of the box ideas that maybe another person wouldn't be able to provide for them. So that would definitely be my best advice, I think. Yeah. Great advice. How about you, Krista? Again, similar response, but one of our core values at the Promo Addict is to be social. And I think, you know, that was a little bit difficult during this pandemic time. But my advice to anybody, you know, starting at our company would definitely be to try to really embrace that core value and, you know, be social as much as we are able to do right now. And by that, I really think, you know, lean on your team and there's no need to reinvent the wheel on every project. But when you do need to reinvent the wheel or go outside that box, really lean on our team because our team is so skilled in so many ways that you really need to kind of leverage those relationships. And if you're not being social, you're not going to have those relationships with your coworkers and the people in our own office. And then, you know, extending that outside of our office as well to our customers, get to know to know your customers. And we've been able to do that even over the last four months when we haven't been able to, you know, have people in our showroom or in our office over, you know, calls and whatnot, continuing to maintain those relationships. And even as far as building those relationships with suppliers, you know, those are product experts and, you know, being social has really kind of allowed me to kind of leverage the people around me that know what's going on when I was really new. So Anybody new at our organization, I would say for sure, really kind of embrace that core value of ours and create relationships wherever you can. Right. And how about you, Laura? Great answers, Melanie and Krista. Just to reiterate, don't be afraid to ask questions, no matter how small, how silly you might think it is. I mean, I still ask a hundred questions today and I can't imagine starting off in this industry solely working from home. Thank goodness we have technology. I mean, I FaceTime my coworkers all day, every day. It's a blessing. And ask those questions, utilize the people around you, utilize their expertise. Common SKU is a great tool. <laughs> it's 
utilize the software that you have, become experts where you can. And it takes time, but you'll get it and you'll pick up, you know, you'll become great at one thing and you can help others. And it takes time, but you'll get there and it'll happen. (laughs) You'll make mistakes, but it'll happen and you'll get over it and you'll learn from it. So I know I make mistakes, but I'm better for it, but it's okay. One thing that I've been thinking of while listening to all of your fantastic answers, and Joe, I'd be curious on your perspective on this as well. I had been in the industry for 20 years prior to COVID hitting. And Joe, I know that you've been in the industry for certainly well over 10 years before this hit. And I think about how this has completely flattened everything for everyone. Like everything you're talking about right now is exactly how I would have responded. And I feel like the fact that we're all in the same boat in terms of like, there's no precedence <laughs> that would suggest that any of us have dealt with COVID in the past or something similar to it. And I just love how this has completely fast forwarded your experience in the industry. Like you might as well have been in the industry for 15 years is my perspective, given what you've gone through in the last four months. And I think that's really cool. It's a real testament to each of you that you've added so much value to each of your organizations and that you're here and ready to take this industry by storm. And I just think it's a real credit to each of you. Yeah, I agree. And like the fact that you're still in the industry and you've survived not only your first year, but the first year in a pandemic is truly remarkable. I mean, I think a lot of vets are wondering how they're surviving right now. Yeah, I've been doing this 15 years and this has been such an interesting experience and definitely better than I think it could be. I think it could be a lot worse. I'm super grateful for many reasons, but I always say this industry keeps me on my toes and now more than ever, right? Because one of you said it when you were speaking, we've been pivoting, right? We've been pivoting and reinventing this job more now than ever. There's things that we've been doing the last two months that I feel I haven't done in the last 15 years. Yeah. And now, you know, this certainly isn't over. I think clients are really getting excited about talking about product again and talking about holiday and thinking about new ideas and doing a Zoom is so normal, whether you have makeup on or whether you're properly dressed or wearing a t-shirt or, you know, whatever you look like, it doesn't matter. Everyone's guards are down and it's just such an interesting time to be in our industry. Yeah. With that, do you guys have any closing remarks, anything you want to add? I do agree with what you're saying. It's been such an interesting time and we've all really just use it as a learning experience. And it's really just pushed us further into our roles because we're learning so much and we're having to learn so much on our own. And it's really our, we're, we take lemons and we're making lemonade out of it. So I think that's the best way to think about things is during a challenging time, like what do you learn from it? How are you improving? And how are you going to look back on it in the future? And I'm happy that like we're all in a good space and we're able to be creative still and we you know we have our jobs and we're helping other people make their staff or their clients happy too by giving them something to be excited about with like a piece of branded swag so it's nice to see that we're all kind of on the same page and we've all been learning during these difficult times yeah well said melanie well said well i'll say in closing just on behalf of the entire promo kitchen community This has been a really inspirational conversation. There's no question that there's a lot of hardship and a lot of people are going through difficult times in this industry, but just listening to the fact that there's three 
relatively new people that are in the industry. They're still with their respective companies. And the way that you're innovating and adding value to your customers and to your respective companies is a real source of inspiration. And I think it should serve as a guide on how it is that we're not only going to get out of this mess, but also how it is that this industry should really be functioning even well past COVID. So cheers to each of you. This has been really nice to get your perspectives. For sure. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks again for listening to this edition of the Promo Kitchen podcast. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to the podcast through iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, you can always get involved in the Promo Kitchen community by visiting us at promokitchen.org. You can also show your support by donating to our cause at promokitchen.org slash donate. We would sincerely appreciate it. See you next time. Thank you.